Irish Media Network. We entertain. Good evening, folks, and welcome to Irish Media Network Sports Update. I'm your host, Joe Caulfield, and on this week's episode, we're going to be talking all things golf. Great time to do it, considering on the 18th of May, Irish golf courses are going to be reopened. Three of my guests are professional and amateur golfers based at home and abroad. If you'd like to leave any comments for them or ask some questions, I'll put them to them throughout the course of the, the show and the interviews. Just pop them in the live comments section and we'll ask them as they come up. So my first guest on tonight's show is Irish professional golfer, former EPD or Pro Golf Tour champion and current Sunshine Tour card holder, Richard O'Donovan. Richie, thanks so much for joining me. Well, Joe, how's things? Thanks for having me on the show. Not at all. Gives you something to do when you're down in yeah, Denver. Yeah, to your questions you have for me now, yeah. All tricky ones. All very, very tricky ones. Um, well, I suppose, look, at what I really like to kind of get an idea of is what you're doing at the moment to kind of keep fit. So, like, we've been talking to boxers last week, rugby players week two, and football players the first week. So, kind of a good idea of what other people are doing to keep fit. In terms of your capacity to train with golf clubs closed um how has this impacted or restricted your ability to keep fit and keep practicing yeah it's it's strange times um obviously there's been no access to gyms and there's been no access to golf courses so we've had to change everything uh we've had to change our training regimes yeah. be it the fitness and, and golf um obviously like we haven't had that many tournaments um to play for us like i mean my next tournament is going to be around august at the very earliest and yeah. so i try not to go all out on my fitness because i like to to peak for my events right. so i've just been tipping away at them um I haven't been doing much strength training. I've been doing a lot of uh, cardio and uh, a lot of bike stuff. Mm -hmm. So I like to, to, to go off on my bike. Um, that's a, that's a, one of the new sort of cardio sports that I've been taking up over, over the last couple of months and I've mm -hmm. really enjoyed it. And, you know, I think it's going to help me going forward. Um, and obviously just yeah. keeping tabs on just being mobile, really. I haven't been putting my body up under yeah. too much strain, but um, just keeping it mobile. And so Irish golf courses are going to be opened, albeit with restrictions from the, from the 18th of May. What does that mean for you? Will you be able to kind of get back to some sort of normality then? Yeah, I've read the... The restriction rules and it's like um you can only play within like five you can only go five kilometers and i'm lucky to say that my golf course is within the five kilometer radius right <laughs> so uh Have I, you can cycle scheduled already? I can cycle to the golf course i sold my car before i went to south africa so um i'll be able to get my fitness in at the same time but um yeah i'm really looking forward to getting out on the golf course um Obviously, you haven't hit a golf ball in so long, um, so like is that completely that, unnatural that to you? There, you know. Pardon? Is that like completely unnatural to you to go this long without playing around the golf? Um, no, I've had injuries in the past where 
I haven't been able to hit balls for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, once you keep on top of your drills, um, it it doesn't take too long to get back into the swing of things. Maybe like two weeks just to gain that sharpness back. Um, and what 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 would drills consist of? What would you be working on? Well. Obviously, from a performance point of view, we don't, we can't see because we can't see the flight of the golf ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just do like some technical drills to keep on top of um, what's important in my golf swing. Obviously, our golf swings are all different. Everybody mm-hmm. would have um, little, small, specific things that they will work on. Um, but just keeping keeping in touch with my coach um, on a regular basis um, and just just to make sure that the the main basics um don't go astray and you're not you're not too far away from um playing good golf when we do get back and um i suppose that's kind of natural that you're going to kind of try to kind of keep keep the fine tuning um at the highest level possible in terms of your year so the 5th of march at Houghton Golf Club you clinched your sunshine tour card place yeah you had then kind of planned to finish your PGA qualifications and then start the tour a little bit later in the year. How has that, how is that going to have to be rescheduled? When do you envision getting back to normality? So what was meant to happen was, well, first of all, I went over to South Africa and um, the first week and um, oh, well, in February mm-hmm. and I played a couple of warm up events and then played um, the two stages at Sunshine Turf School, which I qualified from. Mm-hmm. Um, the season was due to begin. So, so the final stage of Tursco was the first week in March. The first event was to begin um, the end of March in Zimbabwe. We were meant to go from Zimbabwe to Zambia, uh, to Swaziland, back down to South Africa, and to Swaziland again. So there was meant to be like four or five tournaments in a row. Um, right. Obviously, they haven't gone ahead. Um, and no tournament will go ahead until um, the sponsors are able to um, make a decision, which will be the 10th of July. So I won't hear any word from the tour up until approximately that date. So so this is where it's like, well, there's no point in me going full out my practice Mm -hmm. because I'll just burn myself out come then. Um, so I'm just enjoying my time off at the minute, watching a couple of things on Netflix and, and just uh, being smart with my time. Are you watching The Last Dance? <laughs> no, I'm I'm clued into The Last Kingdom. Oh, right. The Last Dance, the uh, Michael Jordan documentary is insane. Yeah, everybody's been talking about that, but so I like to hard. stick to one, one um, series at a time. Binge one at a time. <laughs> yeah, so I'm watching I, The Last Kingdom and I highly recommend it. Yeah, my mum's watching it. I might give it a crack. Um, yeah, I might watch that next. In terms of um, other big competitions and kind of the rescheduling, the the Irish Open was meant to be held at Mount Juliet this year. Do you yeah. see that being rescheduled for 2020 or when do you see competitive golf being reinstated in Ireland? Um, well, obviously... The Irish Open, that's related to the European Tour. Now, I'm not on the European Tour yet, but um, 
even with regards to so I'm doing my PGA and I I can play the PGA regional events. Mm-hmm. Uh, there has been no tournaments um, scheduled, right. so it's literally unknown territory. I can't give you an answer there on that one. Okay. Um, but like, obviously, even the government are just taking things at like a couple of weeks at a time. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've been given um, the five phases, so now we can sort of make a plan. Um, but I. If there's any Irish events to go ahead soon, I'd say the first of it will be just the the Paddy Pro Tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, all of ourselves will all get together and just play events and just uh, keep sharp. Yeah. And um, well, with regards to the Irish Open organizations such as the European Tour, I haven't heard any word. Um, okay. I, I know the European Tour; they're gonna get back playing soon but they're trying to get like four events on in the uk really and do you know do you have any kind of idea of time scale for when that might be reintroduced because obviously the pga tour in america is going to start back the 11th of june in terms of the european tour have you any insight in that yeah like all, all the events in the european tour have been cancelled for the next foreseeable future like yeah. throughout the summer mm-hmm. but obviously golf in the uk has just come back into play so they can start playing. Um, but I was just watching on Sky Sports there today that they mentioned about getting four events on the European tour mm-hmm. within the UK. And I suppose right. that's the the good benefit for um, the Sunshine Tour, the tour that I play on. Yeah, It's predominantly yeah. one one country. South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. So, like That's where most of the tournaments are played, predominantly in the one country. So they don't have to go through from different regions with different different rules restrictions and stuff yeah yeah um and then i suppose kind of the the other massive kind of event particularly kind of for irish golf fans would be the Ryder cup with harrington being the captain this year and i know he was talking to sky sports during the week and he was saying that they might have to take one for team sports and just go ahead with it albeit possibly without spectators do you think Mm. that'll that'll happen they'll go ahead without spectators i know it's such a shame um i think it may have to happen i don't know the ins and outs but apparently um it's quite costly to actually cancel the Ryder cup right. for, for what for whatever financial reasons that have been in place right um so i think they may go ahead with it mm-hmm. but i'm not a fan it's going to be interesting i think if they do go ahead though um I do hope that um, the people watching get more of an interactive um, experience with the players. So I hope they do something different if they do go ahead. Yeah, and like I, um, it'll be interesting to see, I suppose, because they'll have a little bit of time. It's not until the 25th of September. Yeah. So like the PGA Tour would be interesting to see, you know, like the viewing experience has to be different even just like it'll be kind of surreal watching it without um without spectators how do you think that viewing experience could be improved or made more interactive for the fans i think one thing missing is um player and caddy interaction right like mics yeah that'd be that'd be sick i'd love that um 
although there will be some conversations that we're not supposed to hear on the yeah, TV. Yeah, of course. But if they could set that up in such a way, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that would give us a deeper insight into uh, the way Charles think, Caddies mm-hmm. think, yeah. um, what they're talking in between shots. Um, a lot of players, they don't like to talk about golf in between shots, and some do. Um, I think it would be quite interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, golf, a, a Ryder Cup without fans would be very strange because the players, um, they like to feed off um, the fans. The not, energy you know, of the fans. Yeah. Like, the likes of Poulter and that. Yeah, and like... Um... So Harrington and Greg McDowell both said it's not the same without the fans. McElroy and John Ram went as far as to say they'd prefer to play it in 2021 with spectators than 2020 without. Like, why is the Ryder Cup so special and why is fan participation so important with the Ryder Cup? I've no idea. I remember Rory McElroy came out with a statement like so many years ago and he was saying that... Um, the Ryder Cup was, I don't know, it was like this sort of a, it was like a city show. It wasn't as big as it as it was um, made out to be until he experienced it, until he played it. Okay. And obviously okay. he, uh, it was obviously like that feeling, like with the with the fans, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, but, like uh, it's it, it's particularly special. Like it's it's a team sport, and like people who wouldn't be big golf fans per se will usually watch the Ryder Cup because it's the energy and the atmosphere and like there are certain moments you'll remember exactly where you were like watching the Miracle in Medina I remember where I was watching with my parents for that like just specific yeah. moments that will live throughout history the history of golf and folklore and usually they're at the Ryder Cup like Seve Ballesteros like throughout the course of his Ryder Cup career it's just phenomenal um, it'd be such a p- pity to lose that I know. I, th- I think we may lose it. Um, and even if we did, with, with no fans, uh, I don't think uh, the fans are going to miss it that much. Although we would love to see some golf on TV. Yeah. kind of live sport people are kind of hankering for at the moment. Um, just for, from your own point of view, when, like, I think the whole kind of uh, the coronavirus situation and lockdown restrictions that have been imposed have really changed people's perspective on how they live their life. Uh, when they're lifted, if you could pay, play any golf course in Ireland, what would be the first one you would love to step onto? Um, I like a good parkland course with tall trees. Obviously, like Lynx is, is great, but I like parkland courses with tall trees. Um, Mount Julia... Uh, the Palmer course in the K Club, um, I yeah. think it's got fantastic shape. Um, it's got real good character to the holes. Um, it shows you the way to go. I think it's a player's right. golf course. Um, and maybe maybe the island. I, I know they've redone a few holes there, and uh, I'd, I'd like to play there for sure. Well, hopefully it won't be too long before you grace those those um, fairways and, and greens course, again. Uh, my home golf club, Luke and Golf Club. <laughs> uh, you're getting the known for home fair play, you're getting the plug for the home course. And, and Dunleary, um, I can't forget Dunleary. <laughs> <okay. laughs> 
So you have a couple of things on your agenda when restrictions and lockdown is lifted. Pardon? I see you have a couple of things on your agenda when uh, lockdown is lifted. Yes. A couple of courses yeah, to play. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get a few golf courses by now. Good stuff. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for. Uh, Rich, thanks so, so much for joining me. Um, good luck with the Sunshine Tour when it gets back on track. And uh, say hello to everyone and celebrate for us. Brilliant. Thanks for having me on. Take it easy, mate. Be good. And that was Richie O'Donovan. Um, next joining me are two of Ireland's hottest young amateurs. Uh, Lauren Walsh has represented Ireland at the Youth Olympics, the World Junior Girls Championship, the European Team Championship, and was a leading amateur at the ISPS Invitational in August 2019. And Kevin Robinson has represented Leinster underage from 2015 to 2019 and is now hoping to make that all-important transition to men's amateur ranks. Folks, thank you so, so much for joining me. Thanks. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having us. How are you keeping? Yeah, I'm well. And where where are you coming to me from? Um, well, I'm in Kill um, at home. So. Very good. Yeah. Well, I'm also at home. Well, I'm coming from Crane Hills, so Walkinstown in Dublin. So. Very good. Kind of quiet at home, not doing much, keeping, taking over, a little bit of workouts, maybe a few swings in the garden every now and then, but... It's a bit difficult kind of keeping going, but we're getting there. Good man. And yourself, Lauren? Keeping yeah. busy? Yeah, keeping busy. I'm, I am I guess I'm kind of lucky. I have a pudding green and a, a hitting net in my garden. So uh, I've I, I've been lucky. I've been able to do a bit of that. And same, I've I've got some workout gear as well. So I've been working out, trying to, trying to keep myself busy, kind of being golfers and students and stuff. We don't normally get a lot of time to, to ourselves. So, yeah, trying to do whatever we can to keep busy keep active um and that kind of brings me to my first question Lauren so you're in um Wake Forest University in North Carolina you're on a golf scholarship you've just finished your freshman year am I right in saying that mm -hmm. yes definitely. unbelievable tell us what that experience has been like yeah no it's um the freshman year was incredible um unfortunately it was cut short due to mm -hmm. the current circumstances but um, I loved <clears throat> excuse me I loved every minute of it over there and um, it was kind of at the start it was a difficult transition moving over to the states kind of I had a lot to do at the start like a new routine and like even just the golf courses in general like the the layouts of the golf course the grasses um but I settled in really well and um, the team over there is great um all the all the other girls on the team and the coaches they all made me feel like really at home so um it, it was a great environment and I knew kind of straight away I was going to fit in really well and I had a good fall season and um, as a team we were we, we, we had four wins out of seven tournaments and uh, we came back after Christmas yeah. and had yeah. a, a few strong finishes so um, it was a shame when everything kind of finished so abruptly but um, mm -hmm. no, I love it over there and it's it's been a great experience. Fantastic and just speaking of the team like I think what I would associate with um, the environment of golf in the US would be intense competitiveness mm -hmm. how have you found the us compared to home in, in terms of that competitiveness um i think for me i was fortunate enough when i was um before i went over to the states i like the opportunity as you said like i competed the youth olympics and european mm -hmm. championships european individuals so i had um quite some experience in kind of that really intense competitive environment and then mm -hmm. i guess when you go over to america you have that as I said, I had those events maybe two, three a year, as opposed to now I go over and we have 
eight nine events of that kind of same intense intense field and th there's so many good players over there and um it's great to kind of even within my own team there's so many great players within the eight of us that like we're always competing against each other in practice and it kind of it really drives your game on and it's kind of hard not to get better when when you have those facilities and that kind of competitiveness between yeah us. i was going to say in terms of facilities is it like top spec top of the range yeah it's it's absolutely incredible like we've mm. every technology like we've trackman sam lab putting capto put view we're we're really fortunate and it's all on campus as well so for me it was those facilities the driving range like we've bermuda greens bent greens everything you can imagine 200 yeah. yards from my dorm where i was like staying so um it, it was honestly a dream and it was kind of I, I was really lucky to be able to have that for the year so i'm looking forward to getting back when i, I was when gonna I say how many years are you there for um so it's a four-year degree so nice. i've just finished year one so i have three more years over there um and yeah kind of I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back and you know as i said we have a strong team and kind of we get to compete i guess that's another difference when i was over here i'd normally only get to play kind of march through august maybe a tournament in september but now i get to compete from september to november and then again from february through to may so um it opens up a lot of opportunities for me fantastic and um kevin just for yourself i suppose to give us a bit more insight in terms of the the irish amateur scene for yourself you're playing for the leinster panel 2015 2019 until you're over age give us an idea of getting into the amateur scene and progressing through the ranks as you did? Yeah, so as you said, I started in the Leinster panels. I started in the B development panels. So what Leinster Golf do, they do, they do quite well. They uh, kind of identify young talent very early and get them into these development panels. So you kind of get a big group of guys, normally somewhere between 12 to 15, 16. And uh, it's kind of really just building them up until you get to that 12-man panel, which is provincial panel in my last year so it's it's a good way to get everybody built up and used to playing at high levels before you throw them in at the deep end we'll throw them in at interpros but um like i was there on that 12-man panel in my last year um so it's you do a lot of high level training it's kind of similar to what lauren's doing where but as, instead of doing it one like every day which is what she's doing we kind of do it one day every three weeks so you can see the big difference there like the advantages lauren has from going over to america I like i would have met with my provincial coaches as i said once every three four weeks maybe depending on how close we were to the season but yeah it would have been a full day thing it would have been a 9 a.m to 5 p.m thing like full day training down in carton so it's very very well run for what we have basically expenses wise it's it's not feasible to be able to Kind of bring in a panel of 12 guys and run three three sessions a week like but for what we have it's very very successful you got a lot of young lads yeah who are talented and like you see a lot of lads who are making the progression i am right now from boys golf to men's golf a lot of yeah. guys who are on the panels i've been on up, up the way end up being successful because of what we've laid down early yeah, they utilize the facility as well. And then yeah. in making that progression, like the, the stage you're at now, you're progressing from the underage into playing kind of top ranking amateur men's competitions, possibly the West of Ireland, for instance. What steps do you need to take as an underage to, to break into that amateur ranking scene? 
for me personally, I just I just got to tighten up some things. Like everybody, as you know, everybody at these events can play golf. Like there, there's no one who can't. Everybody out there can have a good day and beat anybody else. And there's no questions asked, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just got to minimize your mistakes, really. Um, everybody can hit good golf shots, as I said, and everybody will hit good golf shots. It's just about minimizing those bad shots, keeping your scores consistently as you can. Um, like, for instance, in a boys' event, if, if you kind of miss, I don't know, two or three short putts, you might only fall down the leaderboard 10 to 20 places, but if you do that in a men's event, you're going flying down the leaderboard. And it's just because it's so deep. So because these fields are so deep, you just got to minimize your mistakes, keep everything tight, and try to keep going. Excellent. Uh, good advice. And can I ask uh, both of you in terms of uh, returning to play, do you have any idea when your next game is going to when your next tournament is going to be? Kevin, I'll start with you. Uh, personally, I just want to play golf on Monday, <laughs> the 18th. But uh, actual tournament-wise, the GUI just announced their provisional fixtures for this season. So this, that was this morning. It's only about 12 o'clock. So provisionally, what I think I'm going to start with, well, hopefully would be the Mullingar Scratch Cup in, on the 15th of August, but that's a long time away. It's also a good thing having that kind of being in August, like I haven't touched, well, I've touched a golf club swinging it out the back garden, but as Richie was saying earlier, it's a big difference not being able to see where the ball's flying. So really, you need need maybe a month or two kind of getting back into the swing of things before you can take it to, take a game to a tournament. But yeah, that's my aim at the minute. Either that one or a tournament early in September and probably play Munster Stroke play, but that's what we're looking at. But things could change. Hopefully, sooner rather than later. And Lauren, just to finish up with yourself, when do you see uh, a return for yourself? Um, again, it's kind of hard to know. A lot of our stuff around Europe got postponed into late August, early September. So I'm due to go back to America at the end of August for my season over there. So right. I'll have to go back in quarantine. So I'm kind of, I don't really know where it's at at the minute. I'd say it, it's kind of hard to know. And I don't even know if college is going to start back over there. So probably late August, early September is when I'm looking at uh competing again but as kevin said i'm looking forward just to getting back on the golf course and that's it folks look at the silver lining at the moment is that at least you'll be able to get out and play golf in the 18th yeah unfortunately i'm gonna have to leave it at that on that very positive note uplifting note it's a bit of good news for the first time in a long time uh thank you so so much for joining me and uh good luck in your in the coming year thank you thanks Thanks very much joe at all and that's it for another episode from us folks um a massive massive thanks to all my guests to, to richie to kevin and to lauren uh thanks as always to yourself as watching um please subscribe and like us on youtube and facebook and look after yourself and join us next week irish media network we entertain